Hello, Charlie Charlie One. This is Granite Zero. Welcome back, troops, to another edition of Granite Zero Podcast. It's good to be back. Been a week this time. Thought I'd leave it a little bit longer so I could get a bit more gen in, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but it's good to be back. Good to be talking again. Hopefully, you another instalment of me here. For those of you that are just tuning in, I'm Tomo, the host of the show, as it were. It's been a good week. It's been a good week. Also, obviously, I've got to do a huge shout out. It's Mother's Day. So, if it's Mother's Day, you've got to shout out your mums, isn't it? So, yeah. So, a big shout out to all the mums out there that are celebrating Mother's Day, especially to my own mum, who, obviously, without her, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> now, a little bit about my mum, though. She's a fiery little Welsh dragon, which is where I get my uh, short-temperedness from. But yeah, she's a brilliant mum. Raised me and my brother well, and she's just amazing. Amazing. Oh, I don't see her enough. Um, I don't really get to go back home to Hereford as much as I'd like, and obviously the distance for them to come up here to, or down here to Kent, is, uh, is a bit of a distance. Um, but yeah, of course, of course I miss my mum. Proper mummy's boy growing up. Like I've said a number of times, like she would uh, say things like, I won't be your friend, and that would just fucking kill me, man. She would say it and I'd be heartbroken. She's my mum. She was like my best mate growing up. Proper mummy's boy. Proper mummy's boy. So a big shout out to my mum. The little fiery Welsh dragon. Had some uh, flowers and that delivered to her. Via moon pig. Bosh. However, to the driver. I know you won't be listening. But if you was listening. To the driver of Yodel who dropped it off. Hey. Don't put flowers upside down on a porch. Leave it with a neighbour. Are you trying to ruin my Mother's Day flowers? Is that what you're trying to do, mate? Because that ain't cool, mate. It's not cool. You don't do that. Jesus. Just left them on the porch upside down. Shocking, mate. However, the card was good. So I had Freddie Mercury on it with Mama. Ooh. Standard. She loved it. She loved it. So big shout out to me, mum. Um, <laughs> before I go any further, I just got to apologise if I sound a bit croaky, if I sound a bit different on on here. Uh, well, let's face it, I got pretty pissed last night. Had uh, far too many whiskies, had far too many lagers, and was a bit of a mess. But hangover aside. It was a good night, and what I'm talking about is um, my good buddy of mine, Sai, had his white-collar boxing event, which didn't, the result didn't go our way, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it went the distance. The referee called it by um, where the other fighter, shout out to that guy, he'd been through an emotional roller coaster. But so had Sai, and Sai had gone from never lacing up a pair of boxing gloves to looking decent in that in that ring and he was a credit he 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 did us all proud and 
result aside, he was a winner in my book. He fought his heart out. He didn't stop. It's hard fighting. I know a lot of people go, mate, it's only three two-minute rounds. I work out for an hour. Yeah, you try boxing for an hour. Or you'd even try boxing for six minutes. It's knackering. And he put it all out there. He put it all on the line and he was a credit. I'm so proud of the way he fought. I'm so proud of the way he uh, trained. And I'm so proud of the way he's gone on through his journey. He did us all proud. It was it was a brilliant spectacle. Um, it was all for cancer research. Um, this is the third one out of um, our group of friends. And yeah, just unfortunate that the result didn't go our way. But at the end of the day, that's boxing. Sometimes it doesn't. And uh, he did everyone proud. Everyone proud. Everyone that turned out to watch him fight, they they all say the same. He was he was a warrior in there. Fantastic. One of the best fights of the night as well. You watch some of them, they're like it's like a pub fight. Windmilling, there's no technique. But both of these guys, they put it all on the line. It was good. It was a good good fight to watch. And I, I've started losing my voice. He said all he could hear was me shouting instructions at him. He couldn't even hear his corner. <laughs> Maybe I was just going a bit over the top, the OTT on it. But you know, it was the amount of work we put in. Um, he would come around my house. We would do pads and go over strategies. He did extra training. So I could see why he's a, a tad gutted with it because he put so much effort in. So much effort in. And, but yeah, sometimes it doesn't, um, it doesn't go your way. But brilliant, brilliant. It's a brilliant night. Again, had far too many whiskies, far too many. Um, but what's next? Who's next? Uh, is anyone else going to do one? We've had a chat with Dunny, Chris Romeo Dunn. He's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. Sorry if I keep sniffing. This cold still hasn't passed. I try not to sniff too much down the mic. Um, but yeah, I don't think Dunny will do it. But I don't blame, uh, to be honest. To those of you that are listening, I don't blame you. There's, it doesn't, it's not, doesn't make you any less of a person because you haven't stepped in a boxing ring, you know. It takes guts, it takes balls to get in there. I know uh, a few a few pals of mine, myself, and a few other lads that were um, serving. I know Dunny did stepping in stepping in the boxing ring for the for the regiment. Is no is no um. Not a lot of people do it, you know. Who wants to get punched in the face? It's not nice. It's not enjoyable. Punching someone in the face is enjoyable, but that that's different. But yeah, it's all it's all done for a good cause. All good for cancer research. Um, I think he raised over three thousand pounds, which you know that is that's a win in itself. But yeah, fantastic event, fantastic fights. All the fighters, everybody got in there. You gotta, you gotta hand it to them because it takes guts, it takes balls, and it has. You have to be in that certain mindset to get it, get in and get it done. You know. But yeah, enough about that. Right, let's get to a bit of um, a bit of current events uh, from the past week, a bit of news, that sort of thing. Uh, I won't be talking about Brexit because I'm sick to death of it, so we're not going to do that. What I am going to talk about, though, and this is when I heard it, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. 
I saw it. We were watching, I think, Shaun of the Dead or something on um, ITV. But it had that little clip in the in the middle where it has a bit of the news. And it came uh, scrolling across the screen. China banning homosexual content from the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. <sighs> are you kidding me? How, is that, are they just going to take the whole movie and just go, it doesn't exist, mate? How can you ban this homosexual content from it? Freddie Mercury is like is is a gay man. <laughs> so they might as well just not have the whole movie. Apparently they cut the scenes where he gets AIDS and dies from AIDS at the end because it's because it's homosexual. Where what year are they living in where they're going to ban homosexual content from a movie? That, does that mean they're not going to do the Elton John one, um, Rocket Man, when that comes out? Because he's also a homosexual. Are they living in the Stone Age still? Back in the days when you couldn't do it, couldn't be gay. That's ridiculous in my eyes. They need to have a. They need to have a little think. <laughs> to have a. To have a little think about what you're saying. You know. Homosexual. Banning it because of homosexual content. <sighs> Absolutely outrageous. Another thing that's outrageous, right, is that Jesse Smollett. Smollett? Smollett? I'm not sure how you pronounce it. If you don't know the story, basically, he orchestrated a fake hate crime attack on himself where he paid, I think it's two giant Nigerian men, um, I think it's 30 grand each, to basically pretend to beat him up and put a noose around his neck. And basically he said it was these guys that tried to kill him, tried to um, lynch him, I think he said, or at least hang him. And he basically was crying wolf on it all. He said it was happening because he was a gay black male. So, yeah, so obviously they looked into it thoroughly. The Chicago police looked into it and then they discovered that he was pretty much telling lies about it all and wasting everybody's time. He was, you know, he had a a big following of people trying to stick on his side, be with him. His show was like on his side, trying to find out who these people were, trying to stop it all. And then find out that basically he just wanted the attention. Your career's over now, mate. Even though he basically had all the charges dropped because of a uh, message from, I think it was Obama's um, chief of staff, I think it was, made some phone calls. Basically, all 16 charges against him dropped. Now, the head of police in Chicago, I think it's the governor as well. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But they're all disgusted with him. They said it's basically making a mockery of the justice system in America because the guy wasted police time. He for, like forged a uh, basically a racist, homophobic attack on himself, a hate crime, and tried to blame it on um, 
like make America great again, like people. That sounded really st stupid of me. The words didn't even come out of my mouth properly. Um, do you know what I mean? Trying to blame it on white people that love Trump, right wing. It was just a, it's just a big mess, and hopefully that guy doesn't have another career. He'll probably end up on Dancing on the Stars or Celebrity Big Brother, if you could call him a celebrity now. But yeah, he, he's, it's just a joke, isn't it? Very disappointing. Um. Oh, in other news, something that hasn't been, well, it won't be, like, publicised in the papers and that because he's just a 12-year-old boy. But basically, um, the missus found an article on on Facebook and it was about a 12-year-old boy who committed suicide because he was being bullied. Now, we are still living in a society where kids are getting bullied still and it's disgusting. I was bullied as a kid. I had big ears, big teeth. I'm, I'm short. Very goofy looking. So some kids are easy targets to be picked on. But what sort of state of affairs is it that a 12-year-old kid is getting picked on that much that he gets that down that he has to take his own life? It's so sad and... I just wish that we can live in a society where we don't get bullies. Yeah, we have banter with each other. Like now, I get, I still get called like Big Era or Dumbo because of my ears or Dopey. But it's just banter now and you banter back. But when you're that young, it, it sticks to you. And it gets you down, it gets you... And then, yeah, the sad thing is that it... Um, Affects kids that much that they take their own life. And it's so sad. It's so sad. Um, yeah. But. Let's. Try and not dwell too much on. Sad things. Like that. You know. We've got to try and stay positive. We've got to try and keep the light. You know. I know it's sad. It's definitely sad for the. The parents of the kids. It's definitely sad for the friends of the kid that have probably tried to help him. But I hope those bullies realise what they've just done. He's 12 years old. He's 12, year, he's 12 years old. That's all I can say. Bull, you bullied him so that he committed suicide. 12 years old. I hope you realise what you've done. And I hope it stays with you for the rest of your life, you sick humans. And I hope your parents tell you every day now, you killed that kid because you bullied him. Anyway, don't want to get too angry and start ranting over that. <laughs> um, so, right, because this is like a, a week since, obviously, I've got me notes. England done it again, didn't they? Consecutive games now, scoring five goals. Brilliant, brilliant. Again, like I said in the last podcast, fast, free-flowing football, defending well, scoring goals. Just brilliant. Fair play. For me, have to say it, have to bring it up. It's brilliant. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer getting the, uh, the job manager of United as a United fan. He was a bit of a legend for United and 
he knows the club inside and out. He knows the values. He knows what to bring to the table. He knows basically how we should run as a football club. And I think he's going to take us to the next level. Well, hopefully he takes us to the next level. Already beat Watford 2-1. Good win. Good win under his belt. First game as proper manager. Boom. Get some. You know what I mean? Happy days. Happy days. I haven't seen the results from the UFC, uh, unfortunately, so I can't comment on that. But I can comment on the boxing. Uh, Fowler versus Fitzgerald. What a fight. Brilliant fight. I believe he, um, Fowler lost it in the last round, I think. Obviously, getting dropped would have swayed the judges. Um, but a very close fight. And hopefully, they, they run it back. Because those guys have been going at it, at each other on Twitter for the past, well, since the fight was made. And now, Bosch, a brilliant fight. I thought Fowler was going to win, as did I think most people. Fitzgerald got the got the nod on that one by two of the two of the judges. But that close, I think they should run it back for a rematch, um, whether they do or not. It's down to obviously the matchmakers. But yeah, some brilliant fight, brilliant fights. Right. This wouldn't be the Granite Zero podcast without me talking about my kids. Because I like talking about them. Because they're funny little creatures, my kids. Little angels at times. Little times I just want to just scream and leave the room because they're a pain in my ass. <laughs> As are most kids. Especially that age. Seven and five. They're going to be a pain, aren't they? Um, but... They are the best thing that's ever, ever come out, come out of me. <laughs> that's a saying, isn't it? They're the best thing that I've got in this world, and they light, they, they brighten up my day, they keep it all light. They keep it, they're brilliant. And uh, all I can say is, they are both very different when it comes to boys. And I didn't think I was going to have this problem. At the ages of seven and five. All right, we'll take Sophia, for example, the youngest. She loves the attention. Apparently, she's got four or five boyfriends. <laughs> Obviously, not proper ones. One of these boys gave her a little smoochy smooch. Of course, of course they did. Are you kidding me, though? Hey, don't tell me that. Because I'm a hothead and he hasn't asked my permission yet. So this five-year-old is going to get, I'm going to find out where he lives. <laughs> and I'm going to have a stern chat with him with his intentions on my daughter. But yeah, we drop off at the school and she's playing like kiss chase with the boys. She's going up to the boys and going, chase me, chase me. Oh, I don't want her to become a teenager. I'm going to be having heart attacks, I think. I'm going to be going absolutely mad. <laughs> she's a nightmare oh she's a cutie she's a cutie but when it comes to boys she's a nightmare an absolute bloody nightmare <laughs> but then i've got the opposite with the eldest jess right complete opposite um At the minute, she is. Um, she's got a little crush, right? Well, I say a little crush. She's got a huge crush. 
about a boy in her class, right? She's too shy to go and talk to him because she likes him so much. And when her friend told his best friend that she liked him, she was like, no, I don't, I don't like him. Oh, I should have heard her the other day. She went, Daddy, he spoke to me today. He actually called me by my name and spoke to me. And he sat next to me in maths. Then she went on a giant hyper one. I'm going to have to deal with the heartbreak at some point. I know it because obviously boyfriends at that age come and go, don't they? She's only seven. But they come and go and she's that besotted with him that I think it's going to be like a a bucket of ice cream and some tears and some cuddles. Uh, The first love of a girl is their dad, you know? And having two daughters is going to be very difficult to deal with both heartbreaks. Although I think Sophia is going to be the heartbreaker, if I'm honest. Jess is just a sensitive creature that you just want to give a bit massive cuddle to, you know? Bless her. But yeah, dad problems, dad problems. Right, so I was I was reading the other day. I read to him. Yeah, I know, a lot of people were going, you can read? Like the kids did the other day. I was reading um, Broken by War. Anthony Locke's book, brilliant book, by the way. Highly recommend it to anybody that's listening. Highly recommend it. Anyway, I haven't put it down, so I've been reading loads. And I'm not really a big reader, but reading loads. Both the kids come up to me. First of all, it was Sophia. She goes, Dad, you can read? Yes, I can read. Fuck off. Cheeky little shit. And then uh, Jessica comes up, like, ten minutes later. Dad? I didn't know you could read. She kidding me. I used to read her stories before she went to bed. Outrageous. But anyway, so I'm reading a um, a story to Sophia, one of her school books, and it was about a tiger that was at sports day with all the other animals. And, <coughs> excuse me. And uh, basically, he loses every event. Uh, the bloody panda wins a gold the cheetah wins the gold etc 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 and at the end of the story they give the tiger a gold medal for participating everybody should be a winner they say no they shouldn't no not everybody's a winner no i'm not having it he didn't win a single event it's not like it's the fucking heptathlon where he's gaining points and then wins over the overall leaderboard. No, it's not. He lost every event from the sprint to the egg and spoon race to the relay race, the wheelbarrow race to the sack race. Lost them all, mate. At the end of the day, you loser and you didn't win. That's the problem at the minute is that they give out these participation medals and everyone thinks that they've won something and now they're entitled to win. No. If we're playing one-on-one in basketball and I beat you, you're a loser. We don't go and share the trophy. You know? I even said to the girls afterwards, I went, now, girls, be honest with Daddy, did the Tiger deserve the medal? And they both went, no, because he didn't win anything. Good. Powerful mentality, Thompsons. (laughs) <laughs> little Tomos, you know the gent. You didn't deserve it. So stop teaching kids that they deserve medals when they don't win anything. Ridiculous. 
<laughs> you got to teach them early. You got to teach them. You got to be gracious in victory, gracious in defeat. And if you lose, you lose. You don't get a winner's medal for losing. Fact. Not having it. Not having it. I know it's Mother's Day, but I'm going to talk a little bit about my old man because, like I said before, he's um he's a bit of a hero of mine, and he's who I sort of wanted to be when I was growing up. But we've got some. I've got some loads of stories, but one of them that I'm going to share with you today. We went out for a few beers, me and my brother. <laughs> And uh, he was sat in the corner, and we were we we were drinking at Tommy Thompson pace, which is incredibly fast. And we were all getting a bit, a bit tipsy, a bit merry, you know. And me and my brother were going to go out uptown afterwards. And uh, we, me and my brother, saw this bloke asleep in the corner, who had obviously been there a while. So me and my brother, being me and my brother, we decided to take a piss a little bit, take a few photos of him. Do some staged photos just to be annoying, basically. And uh, he woke up, but then he tried to pick a fight with me and my brother. And we're both as punchy as the next as each other, basically. We're quite punchy, and this lad was going to get his head kicked in if he carried on the way he was talking to us. We were just like having a joke with him. Next thing we know, the old man comes out of nowhere and judo throws him. We called it Tom Fu at the end. He like judo threw him over a table, which we've never seen him do before. He was like, Jesus, Dad, what are you doing? He then picks the bloke up, dusts him off and says, you owe me a pint. You owe me a bloody pint, boy. And then he turns to me and my brother and goes, you two better leave. What? Where did this come from? And the bloke did. He went and bought the old man a pint. It's like, Jesus. But my dad is one of those blokes, right? He has a, um, a presence you know he's there, basically. You're in the pub. You know my dad's there. You can hear him. He's got a big, deep, gruff, husky voice. But <laughs> he's a uh, yeah, he's he's a character, all right, my old man. He's just taken a selfie on his WhatsApp, and he's just got this giant head with a big smile. Definitely for a dating site. Definitely. Big Tomo's going to try and get some. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh. Right, back to um, Granite Zero, as it as it was. Obviously, a lot of my stories come from my military background. And I was reading in the Broken by War book about how hard it was for him to deploy with a child. And I related to that so much. Because <coughs> my last tour of duty going out to Bastion, uh, Jess was... She wasn't even one, so she was about um what's called she was she was just walking. I made sure that she could um she could walk before I left. She was about ten ten or so months. She might have been one. Yeah, she would have been one when I deployed. Yeah, excuse me, she would have been one. Um but anyway, so she's just a just a little um little lady walking about. And it was so difficult because I knew I was going to be missing so much. The squadron messed up my um, my R and R. So basically, I went on, went out, got acclimatized, did basically half a month's worth of 
work within the sea jock and then uh, next thing I know I'm on R&R so I go home for 10 days and I was like well, I wanted it in the middle so that it would break up the tour no no it would just let you uh, come home for a month uh, after a month of being there and then you can have six months with nothing you know and it's so difficult you know you get obviously the letters from your missus your mum your dad your brother your nan your uncle, whoever, you get your care package. We were lucky that by the time we were on tour in Bastion, obviously you could have, you could do FaceTimes, you could do video calls, that sort of thing. And the phone calls help as well, you know. And hearing a like, little baby chat, basically, she was chatting away to me. It was just difficult because I knew when I came home, it, she wouldn't really recognise me. Because it had been so long. And we lost that connection. Like, before I left, she was a proper daddy's girl. I'd take her to bed. I'd read her a story. We'd snuggle in bed. She'd fall asleep, that sort of thing. We were very close. But then, obviously, I left for seven months, almost. And that bond disappeared. And it was horrible. It was heartbreaking. She had a massive bond with Kate. Obviously, because they were living together. Sleeping in the same bed most of the time around um, the in-laws. Um, but yeah, it was a huge thing. And deploying and seeing their little face when you get on the coach and trying not to show your emotion, trying not to show that you're upset for leaving them. And then thinking every day, just thinking about them, how she's growing up. Next thing you know, you get a picture sent to you and you're like, she's changed so much. She left and she was all babyfied. She was all had all her squidgy baby faces. I came back and she looked like a proper toddler. It's like a completely different little lady. And it's difficult because it scares you every time you have a rocket attack or anything like that. You're like, I can't, I can't go now. She needs me. You've got that little lady that's or little gentleman, depending on what you've got. I've got obviously, I, I've got my little ladies. And they're dependent on you. You're the strong one in the family. You're you're the dad. And you're supposed to be there for them. But you're on tour fighting an unknown enemy that you don't know who, where they are, who they are, for other people when you've got people at home that you should be fighting for, you know? And it's difficult deploying with a kid. Definitely is difficult. It's the hardest thing I've ever done was leave that girl. Hardest thing I've ever done was to leave, you know, get on that coach and see her in the pushchair. Waving. So, it's so hard, it's so difficult. And those of, those of you that are still in that have got children, I'm sure you, you completely understand what it's like leaving your loved ones at home. It's, it's horrible. Oh... Yeah, that t definitely takes you through a roller coaster of emotions. Um, but I'm just going to tell you another little funny story about a, t a time when I was in Iraq. Um, we were deployed out in the Bulldogs, which is like basically like a like an armored tank, basically without the without the turret on the front. For those of you that don't know, and we're we're all in the back. Obviously, it's a fucking giant vehicle, tracked track giant track vehicle and uh so we're plodding along trying to get we're up by the reservoir 
Um, no, it wasn't the reservoir, sorry. It was the uh, the river. So we'd just done a little bit of uh, Op Dalton, checking to make sure there's no IDs. Then we're going to go under the bridge, and then we're trying to come up the bank. And you can hear the engine start struggling. And you're like, oh. And then he slides down, tries to go up again, and the engine completely stalls, and he can't... He can't turn the engine, the driver. So the driver's panicking, trying to get the engine started. We're all in the back. We don't really know what the hell's going on. We're obviously locked in through the hatch. And then uh, we feel ourselves going backwards and backwards and backwards. And the commander of the vehicle at the time was a sergeant. And all you hear is, everybody for himself! And he jumped out the top of the commander's hatch. So we're sliding back towards the river... And I'm telling you now, if that went in the river, we were we were dead troopers. We were a lot of dead gunners because we wouldn't have been able to get the door open. We wouldn't have been able to get through quick enough, I don't think. But, yeah, who, who fucking does that? Every man for himself and jumps out. That's a sergeant, ladies and gentlemen. A sergeant. You kidding me? Luckily for us, the, uh, the driver... Got the engine started, didn't panic too much, got the engine started, we've zoomed up the um up the bank and fucking got out of there. <laughs> Jesus! For those of the for those of you that were in the bulldog with me, I didn't really have a clue what was going on. I just remember hearing it, thinking, what? It wasn't until we got back to the compound where we realised that we were gonna bloody end up in the fucking river. Fucking mad. <laughs> oh. Right. <laughs> Every man for themselves. Oh, right. I'm just going to finish off with a uh, few shout outs, as I always do. Obviously, uh, I like to give the veteran sort of companies a, a shout out or serving members. Again, I'm going to give them a shout out just because uh, they are constantly sharing and liking things that I put on Twitter. Um, and they're always in contact like via email and things, which is nice. And, uh, that's a uh, 50 cal coffee, uh, veteran run, that's blah, veteran run, veteran owned. And, you know, the community that we've got, you should support the veterans that have, um, started their own businesses and doing really well. And uh, that's, and they seem like a great bunch of lads within that team. And it's 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 good to see that veterans are still got some drive, you know, not just stuck in their in their little bubbles. Another one, CQB Apparel Fitness, functional fitness. Gonna give him a shout out because he's a fucking decent lad, still serving, and uh, he's got his own fitness um, clothing line. He does some brilliant workouts as well, CrossFit based. He gave me a bit of a, tried to give me a bit of a chewing for talking about CrossFit, but nah. In all serious, his uh, his workouts he does are killers. His fitness kit, his fitness kit, his fitness gear, whatever you want to call it, second to none. Brilliant bit of kit, love it. I'm gonna give a shout out to my uh, main man Robbo as well, uh, Team Legless. Good charity, it all goes to a good cause. Um, he also does a lot for the uh, RAF Benevolent Fund as well. He's the face of that. So, yeah, big shout out to all the veteran-run companies. 
and let's hopefully uh, keep the guys motivated to keep doing what they're doing. It's, it's brilliant. Um, yeah, so that was the uh, latest episode of Granite Zero podcast. A lot of talking about fucking everything. As always, it's unedited, so it's basically me just thinking on the spot, talking on the spot, and getting it getting it out to you. Hopefully, you've uh, enjoyed it. Hopefully, you're not too bored of me talking and talking and talking. Um, yeah. So hopefully I can get another episode in this week, maybe. I'll definitely be doing another one uh, Sunday. This one's going to be released early. I usually do it on a Monday, get it out there on a Monday. But because of the uh, boxing and because I've got an extra day off, I've, um, I'm sending it out today on Mother's Day. <coughs> Again, a big shout out to those mums out there. You're all doing a brilliant job. And to those mums that have got serving or, or veteran sons and daughters, You've raised them well, and it's a hard job seeing your son or daughter leave the country to go and fight in a war. So a big shout-out to those um, those mums of serving and veteran soldiers. Um, yeah, so I guess that's it. Thank you for uh, another instalment of uh, Granite Zero podcast. Really thanks to everybody that's listened. Um, with me, it's been... Another good positive week. No wobbles this week. No nothing. Um, I've now got the spray CBD oil from CBD Life UK. It's working. It's nice. Um, I'll take it before I go to bed as well. It helps me sleep. Um, I've stopped having my sleep apnea. You know, the uh, uh, basically where your sleep paralysis sort of thing. I've stopped. I haven't had that in in weeks months now it's it's really nice i'm sleeping well and it's good helps with the mind um me and oh speaking of helping the mind so break the body fix the mind um me and me main man clarky uh now in conversations to do the fitness challenge and i would love some feedback from anybody who's listening to this podcast if they want to join in um any other charities that we're going to try and um incorporate at the minute it's looking like it's going to be the ref benevolent fund and combat stress so and um, what the goal is is to go from portsmouth excuse me war war memorial to dover war memorial so basically the cliffs it's roughly 130 miles roughly so basically we're going to go for a four day sort of tab camp out each night um load up on water it's going to be a between 55 pounds to 75 pounds of kit and we're going to be a loaded march that's the uh, that's the goal and that's what we're going to plan on doing so if you want to join us on this epic challenge or if you just want to um give us some feedback on it any feedback is brilliant f- for me if you've enjoyed this um podcast please retweet it um or tweet me at granite zero podcast oh no it's just granite zero at granite zero um again i'm still waiting on itunes to um accept the podcast it got reclined reclined declined uh the other week because of my artwork but the artwork is now sorted 
hopefully. Uh, so hopefully that gets um, put onto iTunes, basically, and then other platforms. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Again, this is unedited, so bear with me with some of my speech. Plus, I'm also hungover as. Um, but thank you for listening. Again, thanks for everybody and their support for the podcast. Uh, please share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter, Instagram, whatever you want to do. Just get the, the word out there. Um, it's not all depressing. It's not all about depression and anxiety it's a range of subjects it just helps me talk and yeah i'm rambling now so (laughs) thank you very much for listening as i say in the rf regiment per ardua through adversity i'm tomo and i'm out Hello, Charlie Charlie One, this is Granite Zero. Out. <laughs>